Welcome back to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We're turning dreamers into doers. If you're ready to open your heart and take inspired action on your dreams, you are in the perfect place with wonderful people. Here's your host, dreamer, educator, and adventurer, Abigail Gazda. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. Welcome back to the Chakra series. We've made it to the end. We have made it to the seventh of seven chakras. And I am feeling a little sentimental about it. I have so deeply enjoyed talking about all of these chakras, how it applies, how it looks when they're aligned, how it looks when they're in balance, how to clear and heal. I have so enjoyed showing up for the midweek meditations and hosting chakra clearings for you guys. Also, some of them have been clearings and then some of them have been more of like an activation and expansion. So If you haven't checked those out, head to my YouTube channel, Abigail Rose Gazda. On the live tab, you will find all of those, including extra midweek meditations that you can utilize. They are awesome. I love hosting meditation. And I also love hosting the Hearts Unleashed podcast. So here we are to talk about the seventh chakra, the crown chakra. The crown chakra color is violet or purple. Uh, and also sometimes associated with white. I want to explain the white part in a minute. So the crown chakra, purple, violet, the element, again, there's not a earth element associated, yet it's ethereal. That's the upper three upper chakras. All three of them have an ethereal nature. And so it's an ethereal element, meaning not of this world, of another dimension, uh, energetic, fluid, all of that. And so what it looks like when the crown chakra is aligned and activated is self-actualization. You're very clear about who you are, who you are in reference to like yourself and your purpose, but also divinity, like connection to oneness. I have those here, divinity, oneness, enlightenment, wisdom, heightened sense of spirituality, your spiritual nature. And what I want to say about this chakra being not only aligned, but like activated and open and unleashed and radiating is that if you had all your chakra system, like really healthy, really well, your body regulated, your system, nervous system regulated, you will often be seen as externally be seen as a leader, a leader of light, a leader of love. You will quite literally be radiating and magnetizing people, situations, circumstances, all of that because of the clarity. And the when all of these chakras are clear, there's a lot less blocks naturally, right? And so you're just so wide open and fluid and available. Now, what I want to say about this as you're pursuing it, is that being open, aligned, and available also comes with a level of responsibility to shield and block. Like we're, you might say, Abby, but we're trying to get rid of the blocks. What do you mean? Yes, and when you're that radiant and magnetic, you you're like a you're like a lamp, and all the bugs come a coming, right? And so you're gonna attract a lot of things, a lot of opportunities. I'm not saying high or low vibe um, explicitly, but what I mean is the higher you vibe, the higher frequency things you're going to attract and at a more rapid rate. Therefore, you're going to have, it's like the fire hose of abundance will be open to you 
And yet it can still expand you beyond your capacity or your desired capacity. You might not want all the things or go at a certain pace or whatever. And so you might say, thank you, no, thank you, even to blessings and abundance and, and start to pace that as well. It's a, it's another level of the work that most people don't get to. Therefore, they either can't perceive or when they get there and they're feeling overwhelmed by blessings, it's something new to navigate. And we don't need to make it better wrong. We just need to learn what is for us and what is not for us. And so having your chakras open can also make you susceptible to invasion, which we I, I say that so carefully because I don't want anyone to, one, not do the, take on the work because of that threat or feel threatened as they take on the work. And you do have a responsibility to keep your energetic hygiene, right? Like you don't want to take on too much of too many people so that you can live truly as this vibrant being that you are. I also wanted to add that when this is, when you're fully in alignment with the crown chakra, there's a sense of like all knowingness, a lot with that third eye as well of having access to just infinite wisdom. So knowing so much, having such a full sense of things and that doesn't mean know it all, right? It Because we, we are here on this earth plane to learn and that you have such a greater sense and perspective of life in general. And that also what I want to bring in, which doesn't align with the crown chakra, or not that it doesn't align, but it's not specifically exclusive to it, is the law of impermanence. When we have this fuller sense of ourselves, we really understand that everything comes and goes, everything begins and ends. And so we can begin to release things as they leave and uh, know that when things are starting, that nothing is forever to truly have a sense of appreciation for when beauty and challenges are with us and that they will soon leave us, eventually leave us. That's just a little bonus piece of information. So let's talk about when the chakra is unbalanced, which I could say when the chakra is unbalanced, we're more interested in the law of permanence, which we grip and cling and crave and hold on to and identify with, which can be really destructive for us. It can really just be um, disabling or handicapping of us crippling that if we insist on staying the same or being the same or having the same for all of our lives, uh, that amount of like force and control and manipulation can really uh, thwart our our growth, obviously, but also uh, have a negative impact on the world around us, the people around us. So just something to consider because when the crown chakra is wide open, when the third eye is wide open and you really understand the fluidity of life, the flow of life, the nature of things, that things come and go, you can begin to detach from any one thing and really learn to live in flow. So also when the crown chakra is unbalanced, we might experience depression, feeling disconnected, uh, disorientation, frustration. We might also lean towards like being destructive, whether that's self-destructive or destructive of life and relationships or, or um, harmful, like in extreme ways, harmful. This also has a feeling of being cut off, isolation. Um, obviously, when our crown chakra is blocked and closed, when the third eye is blocked and closed, and I kind of keep talking about them pretty synonymously because they are very closely related. Um, they have their individual purposes. But when these chakras are closed off, 
we are feeling disconnected quite specifically from a higher power. Therefore, we're not present to what I like to call our spirit squad, the beings, the energetic connection with life and flow that would have things seem synchronistic and harmonious and um, harmonic and keeping us attached or in tune with the flow of nature and natural order of things. And so we feel very isolated and alone and have to go at it on our own. So feeling cut off, maybe feeling um, experienced like when you feel cut off, like the rejection or not isolation, but abandonment, like stranded, left alone, left for dead, those sorts of things, which of course can lead to depression and um, ideations and, and just really hitting the different uh, emotional pits that we can, we can find ourselves in. And then also when this is unbalanced, we might experience uh, closed-mindedness and unwillingness to open our mind quite literally and figuratively to new ideas, new concepts, new options, new possibilities. And also physically, we might feel lethargic, physically and metaphysically, like unmotivated and dark, uh, going through a dark phase, a dark season, the dark night of the soul and confusion. So I, I mentioned the disorientation and confusion. With the third eye, I said like fogginess, but this is a bit more like almost like dizzying or woozy or even maddening. And so these are some of the symptoms of being your crown chakra being blocked off. I really love this information. I'm taking a break from explaining because I love this information because a lot of times you may suffer from some of these symptoms and not associate it to the associated chakra because you, you haven't integrated that information into your life yet. I'm guessing that if you're listening by now, this is the seventh episode of the chakra series. So I'm guessing that you're open to it or that you're just here to, you are totally open to it and you're here to learn more or create a new access point. If this is your first episode, please listen to the other six. It's so powerful. I love this information because it gives us access to something beyond the quote-unquote normal or traditional explanations of why we have ailments, why we have are hitting roadblocks in life. And so this is just so valuable and important. And the upper chakras, as I mentioned in the third eye episode, but I want to mention it here because I'm going to start to go into, in fact, this is where I'll shift, how to clear and align this chakra is work on the lower chakras first. The crown, the third eye, and the throat are all upper ethereal, meaning they are not the first necessary chakras to be focused on. Our root, our sacral, our solar, those are our more earthbound chakras. And if those are not balanced and aligned, and we are dysregulated and chaotic, it's going to be very hard to, to clear and align the upper chakras because they are much more about identity and you can't focus on your identity so much when you're in imminent danger or threat or constant fear. And again, dysregulation. If you're always feeling like you're surviving, the upper chakras are, are about thriving. And so it's going to be very difficult to clear and harness the power of the upper chakras without focusing your attention on the lowers. So just consider that. And if this is a reminder, like I would encourage you to go back through the episodes or go back to my YouTube and, and jump into the meditations, but always start from the bottom up on this case. You wouldn't, this is a great analogy that just came, you would not build a house from the top down. You cannot put a roof on a house first 
it's non-existent, right? You have to build the foundation. And so that's the exact example of this. Um, Other ways to clear and align the crown chakra. Sunshine, sun, not sun gazing like in in the, with the third eye, you're the one between your eyebrows. You literally look up to the sun, but with sun gazing, you would sit where the sun is sort of landing more to the top of your head and just really absorbing and being with. And I want to bring the color association with white back into the conversation because the crown chakra is associated as purple or violet. But oftentimes during sun bathing or meditation or visualization, which I will teach more about or talk more about, is that we will see a white light coming from the heavens, coming from the sun, coming from the ethers and other dimensions into our the crown of our head, the top of our skull. Okay. And you can quite literally feel a channel opening up. In fact, I'm going to just speak into that is let yourself feel at the top of your head, focus your attention there. It might feel like it's warming up. It might feel like it's tingling. There might be a sensation there. Just tap in and let your attention be there and let it begin to open and let this education continue to contribute to clearing the crown chakra. Let's take a deep breath in. And a deep breath out. Very good work. So as I mentioned, meditation is a great clearing for this chakra and most of them, but this is great. And also visualization. So visualization different than meditation is you're more actively visualizing something. It might be that white light coming down to your head and and information or guidance, or healing coming to you, being worked on. You might visualize angels. You might, you know, there's all, I mean, the options are quite literally endless, but visualizing is more actively seeing something in your mind's eye that supports what you're doing. And also I would offer visualization as creation. So you might be visualizing what's coming, what you're calling in, what you're invoking in your life. Breathing, breathing is really brilliant for the upper chakra system. And so taking those deep breaths in. And what I really like to guide people to do is breathe into the area that they're focused on. So if you take a deep breath towards the scalp, breathing in and breathing out, breathing into the third eye between the eyebrows. And breathing out, breathing directly into the throat, and let the air centralize in that location, and exhale. We're going to do one more, breathing into the chest, the heart chakra. Let the chest expand, and exhale. So you can focus your breathing. You can direct your breathing. I often like to visualize the breath as actually water coming in and rinsing that area and washing that area. And on my exhale, that the water drains from my body, from my nose or from my feet or from my hands and leaves with debris that doesn't belong. And so these are all clearing exercises you can take on. Um, Some other great exercises for clearing the crown chakra is chanting and mantras. Um, chanting mantras, uh, affirming things, affirming your divinity, your wisdom, your connection, 
you can use mantras and there are different mantras for each chakra, but the upper system being able to basically affirm and declare your divinity and your connection with the divine is going to continue to open that channel very wide and activate it. Another personal favorite way to clear the crown chakra is to get your body out in nature. Nature is practically screaming. And I I say that like I'm being facetious, but it's speaking so loudly and often we can't hear it because we're moving too fast or nature sort of becomes this like white noise or white background in our lives of wherever we're on our way to. But consider that nature is a destination. Um, I share this as I stare out of my van window, staring at snow-capped mountains in northern Nevada. It's pretty freaking cool to bring that to you because nature has so much of the wisdom that we need and it's speaking so steadily to us and we miss a lot of it in our rush of life. And so slowing down also, I actually have that as part of the clearing the crown chakra is to just slow down. We end up confused and dizzy and hurried and that can really, it's like it is the block. Distraction and busyness is a major block for our crown chakra for us to be tapped in on a consistent basis. It gets our life gets too loud and we're only ever like listening to the noise. So time outside, time in nature. Another one which I love, a very passive yet active um, clearing exercise is savasana, which is dead body pose, meaning just lay the fuck down. Lay down. Lay down. I kind of like starfish pose, but you could put your hands by your side, feet straight down um, or legs straight and just be still on purpose. I would offer you to land something flat like the floor or the grass outside, maybe not in bed. Bed is going to put you to bed, but get your yoga mat out and spend some time just laying down. Your body is going to be able to sort of match the beat of nature and become attuned with the outside. But if you're doing it inside still, it's going to slow you down enough that will give you time and space for your crown chakra to open up. I kind of like to think of the crown chakra as, I think they call it the lotus, the blossoming lotus, something to that effect. And I'm probably messing that up. Um, That might also be the throat. I'm sorry. I don't have that proper information and I'm not going to stop the episode to research it. The reason I want to say that uh, is because if you think about your crown chakra blossoming, it needs to be the right conditions for a flower to blossom, especially like a delicate or temperamental flower. And your crown chakra is quite a temperamental flower. Um, And so we need to create the correct environment for it to really be able to open and blossom and, and be on display and the smell of its fragrance, like all of the flower analogy is really beautiful because when we do that, then we, again, we're radiating and we're very magnetic. I've taken you to 20 minutes, my friend. I love you so much. I am so grateful to walk through the chakra system together. I hope that you find the opportunities you ha- uh, to clear, to heal, to activate and navigate this system, to really use it for your expansion. I think, I believe, and I have witnessed in myself and others that so much of our capacity is reliant on the health and well-being of our chakra system. So in case I haven't sold it enough, (laughs) check it out, tune in, and be sure to meet me on YouTube for the meditations at Abigail Rose Gazda live tab.
Thank you so much for tuning into the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. I love you. Thanks for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We hope you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you use it to take the next inspired action on your dreams. If you love the show, share it with a friend. We love spreading the love. For more information, to listen to more episodes, or to shop Hearts Unleashed, visit us at heartsunleashed.com. See you next time, hearts.